This is the Best of the Adam Gold Show podcast, brought to you by Coach Pete at Capital Financial Advisory Group. Visit us at CapitalFinancialUSA.com. As the Rolling Stones, we hear coming back from break, one said, you can't always get what you want. Florida State didn't want this, but uh, Florida State now has a new member, new three new members of the ACC. Iris Chaffel is the managing editor of Warchant.com, and he joins us on the Adam Gold Show. If I'm not mistaken, I think Jim Phillips, the commissioner of the ACC, just backed the money truck up to Tallahassee, and they're dumping as much cash as they can on the streets. Is that how you see it? I guess not. Probably not. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I, I don't know if it's a, a dump truck full of cash. I, I do think that, um, you know, look, from talking to people around Florida State, I, I don't think they were thought this was the worst thing in the world as long as there could be some more additional money coming into the ACC. Uh, but if it was basically going to be a wash or, or or be a greater expense because of the travel and everything else, then, then why, what are you doing? Why are you doing this? Um, you know, obviously it's all reports are Florida state didn't vote for it. So I don't think they're in favor of it. Um, uh, but I don't think they see it as the end of the world. As long as, uh, there is some additional revenue coming in. It sounds like that will be the case if, you know, Stanford and SMU and, and Cal are taking such reduced, uh, distributions. SMU is taking nothing <laughs> like, for, for nine years. I think, I think that's what I just saw nine yeah. years, zero. That's, that's coming to dinner and not eating. <laughs> That's fantastic. more steak, more steak for uh, for Mike Norvell and his uh, and his program. Um, Irish Chaffel from Warchant.com, managing editor, is joining us here. I watched your entire interview with the president of the board of trustees, uh, and it was fascinating to me because I you obviously Florida State is historically a great program. I mean, what Bobby Bowden did for twenty five years or whatever however long that was was just unbelievable in its consistent dominance hasn't been the same since we understand that uh but it doesn't mean that florida state doesn't have a major place in the history of college football the acc really um what was what was florida state prepared to do do you think because they threw out a lot of uh there was a lot of bluster uh what were they prepared to do well, I think we're still probably waiting to see that, um, how that plays out. I mean, I don't think anything that's happened over the last, you know, two or three months since that time, since, you know, Peter Collins, the board of trustees chair, spoke with us on Warchant. And then obviously uh, they had their board meeting the next day where a lot of the board of trustees members echoed those sentiments that, right. that if things don't change, FSU needs to get out of the conference. Um, I don't think anything's changed from their perspective. Now, I don't know if that means they're willing and able to get out this year or next year or or if it's two years down the road i don't know exactly but i i think the reality is you know they're just saying what they believe that you know this conference doesn't have a future um at least in the landscape of what college football is is going to become where you look at the sec and the big 10 and, and their revenue distributions and i think that they feel like there's no solution that can keep them in the ACC long-term and still be competitive. And I think to that point, just to what we just talked about there, SMU is coming into this conference with no <laughs> expecting that they're going to get no revenue from the TV deal for a decade. Right. Cal is in complete desperate uh, financial situation. Their athletic department is in hundreds of millions of dollars of debt. Right. And these are the schools that you're adding and, 
into a conference that already is having a tough time competing on a national landscape. So all you're doing is, is reducing or detracting from the quality of your football programs. Uh, so I think that just echoes Florida state's point. So I don't know the answer exactly when and how they're going to get out and what it's going to cost them, but I don't think anything's changed to the fact that they know they have to get out. Well, uh, Peter Collins, right? The uh, president of the board of trustees said the grant of rights is not the document that will keep us from leaving the ACC. I mean, my first my question, what it, which, what is the document? And I mean, it does seem like you can get out of the grant of rights if you've got a half billion dollars laying around, because I would imagine that's probably the baseline for what that would cost. So how would they go about getting over the grant of rights, which nobody has even attempted to challenge at this point? Yeah, you know, I don't think that Florida State is in any position to pay $500 million to get out of the conference. And there was the report about, uh, you know, an equity firm getting involved in all this. And I don't think that that's, you know, in their realm of thinking, uh, uh, you know, they don't, I don't think they want to spend the $120 million for the exit fee, let alone another $500 million. So, um, yeah, I don't know if it's a negotiation. I don't know if they think that ESPN will get involved. I don't know to, to help in some way. I don't know if they, uh, if they're, they believe that they can fight it legally or negotiate their way out. Um, I just think that when, when you look at the scenarios for the long-term prospects for Florida state to, to continue to be a football power, they feel like they've got to figure out all means necessary to get out and get into the sec or the big 10, unless the ACC could change, but the ACC can't change. I mean, the, the member institutions and, you know, for years now, you know, Florida State fans and, and, and a lot of fans in the, in the, uh, around the ACC outside of North Carolina have complained about what first was John Swafford and now it's Jim Phillips. Like nice. it's the leadership's fault. The reality is when the landscape of college athletics changed and college football became what it's become and you have a bunch of schools in this conference that are private schools and smaller schools and uh, are not, not going to, even if they wanted to invest the resources, like Wake Forest has invested resources into football and that's awesome. But is it going to get people to turn on their TVs or their devices or whatever it is to watch Wake Forest football? I don't know. And if it doesn't, then can they really bring in the kind of revenue needed? So, so get back back to your question uh, again. Those are you know I talk to people at Florida State. I think there's a confidence that they're not going to be in the ACC long term because they don't think that uh, is a, is a road to to uh, maintaining what they want to be in football. But I have not gotten anybody to explain how right. they're actually going to be able to do it. I mean, to me, it's like a, it would be a miracle. It would be like Harry Potter waving a wand, and all of a sudden uh, the Seminoles are somewhere else. Like, logically speaking, I don't see the SEC getting enough votes. I mean, is Alabama going to be, yeah, come on in. Uh, Florida, Georgia, South, I mean, Auburn, are all these schools going to be okay? But my guess is the hope would be that the Big Ten – would want Florida State and logically Big Ten into Florida because we're not talking about college sports anymore. We're talking about mergers and acquisitions. This is not about college sports at all. It's all about big business. Um, So I don't know where Florida State's soft landing is. I mean, if it's to the Big 12, it's the same. I mean, it's arguably less money if it's to the Big 12. Adam Golden Studio with my man, Coach Pete Taruta, Capital Financial Advisory Group. Financial advice industry can be overwhelming for a lot of people. Is there a way to be sure you're getting the best service when you don't know? 
Yeah, Adam, it's not just if you gave the money to a planning team and they did good the first year. I mean, anyone can do good for one year, but it's a track record and it's a long-term accounts that are very important. We call that a financial fill-up strategy, Adam, and that gives you lifetime income you can never outlive. We'll put together for you, the listener, your very own total retirement plan if you call right now. Call and claim your comprehensive review with Coach Pete and the team, 888-843-0013, or text Adam to 600-700. Adam Gold is a paid spokesman. Investment advisory services offered by Capital Financial Advisory Group, a North Carolina registered investment advisor. Well, listen, man, 10 years ago when they signed the grant of rights, uh, a lot of FSU fans were feared the original grant of rights. Right. They didn't go to 2036. <laughs> a lot of FSU fans, a lot of people I know were furious and, 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 and wanted to go somewhere else. They wanted to go wherever they could go. And I, and I told people at the time from talking to President Barron at the time, FSU's former president, there was nowhere they couldn't go. The SEC didn't want them and the Big Ten didn't want them. So their only option would have been the Big 12. And that didn't really make any sense. So I didn't criticize them for signing the grant of rights. Resigning the grant of rights to 2036 seemed a little iffy uh, when you're really not getting much more out of that other mm-hmm. than the TV network at a time when cable was kind of, you know, cord cutting was becoming an issue. That was a little, we can debate the, the merits of that. Yeah. But this, I think the feeling is that what may be different now compared to 10 years ago is the Big Ten clearly is in expansion mode. I mean, they they went to California to get sure. Southern California in UCLA, uh, you would think that they would be have an interest in getting to the East Coast. There's been talk about maybe North Carolina or maybe you know Florida State or Miami or Clemson getting into this part of the country. Right. That the theory, you know, again, if we're going to play this out, it's all theoretical. Is that would the SEC then would that change the SEC's mindset at that point? Like the SEC's fine being at 16, but if the Big Ten's looking to expand now into your part of the country and pick up some of those big schools. How would you answer? I think that's the question mm-hmm. that the SEC has to answer is, okay, if the Big Ten does go and get Clemson, Florida State, or, or North Carolina and Miami or whatever it is, what, what, is, what does the SEC do to respond to that if there's not much left available? So that's why the feeling is maybe the SEC would be interested. But, yeah, as, as we talk right now, I'm not aware that the SEC is interested. So – there's so many things here. I'm, I'm thinking about why did the Cleveland Guardians just claim those pitchers off waivers when they're not going anywhere, really, to keep them away from Minnesota. So maybe there's, there's yeah. going to be like, we're we're going to block you. It's a whole just a giant game of risk. Uh, and it appears that the uh, the ACC might be Europe. Irish Chaffel, managing editor of Warchant.com. I don't know how this is going to play out. I'm, a quick answer to this, and then... I don't know if you know this. There's a football game coming up on Sunday. Um, do you think, whether Florida State is in the ACC or not, do you think we are headed to something in college football that looks nothing like what we have today? Which my, my thought is five, ten years down the road, it's a mini NFL or a bigger with more teams version of the NFL where there are. 40 teams or 50 teams and some sort of just this is football it has nothing to do with anything else yeah and i saw you had a tweet kind of along those lines and i agree with you i think that is where it's going to end up going and so so i don't know again you know what happens with florida state in the short term but i think at some point that's where it's going to go because if you look at the big picture of college football and and you 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 almost have to talk about college football separately from the rest of college athletics and there's a lot of schools in the Big Ten and the SEC that probably don't belong if we're going to go to this bigger model yep. and, and also may not want to be in it. Like, 
if you go to revenue sharing where players players are making millions of dollars and all, does Vanderbilt want to be in that? Does Northwestern want to be? I don't know. Maybe they do. But I think there's going to be a reckoning, a reckoning at some point where some of those schools by choice or not by choice are no longer part of it. As you, as you, as you described, you go to maybe, I don't know if it's 32, if it's 40 or if it's 50 schools in that bigger league, how it's, you know, how it's divided, you know, we'll have to see, but, but I think that's really been what's behind all of Florida state's maneuvering for the last couple of years is Florida state just wants to make sure it's there when that happens. That's my belief yep. is whatever, whether it's a short term getting into the SEC or the Big Ten or or going independent or whatever they can do <laughs> to just stay relevant. Right. What they what they don't want to have happen is they just get lapped and left behind by these other schools. And now Florida State's left out when that ever happens. And how much pressure, Ira, is it is there on the uh, Seminoles now to beat LSU and, pr- and prove that you belong? I'm I'm, I'm being facetious here. Uh, but this football game Sunday night is massive. Oh, this year is huge for Florida State, yeah. no question. And this and it, and it starts with this game against LSU. Um, you know, I think like a year ago, as I said, Florida State was sort of pouring more resources into football to try to make sure that they don't get left behind, and, and they saw the returns on that. You went ten and three, uh, beat Florida, beat Miami, uh, had some nice wins. Didn't do as well in the conferences you would have liked. Had the three game losing streak against NC State, Wake, and Clemson, which. Everybody in the ACC wants to keep bringing up, um, rightfully so. But this year, but this year they have to do it. They have to take that next step. And I don't know that it's do or die. Like if if Florida State goes eight and four this year, disappoints. I don't know that that means that it's all for naught. Um, but man, if they can do it, if they can beat LSU, if they can retake the supremacy of the conference, beat Clemson at Clemson, win the ACC championship game, maybe get in the playoff. That all feels like okay. Now you're you're strengthening your position going forward. I don't think the LSU game is do or die. Like if Florida State doesn't win this game, I don't think their season's over. They beat LSU last year, and LSU went to the SEC championship game. Right. So it can happen, but you know, obviously, uh, this is a team that should be in good shape to win, e- either be favored or be about a draw in every game that they have on the schedule. So you know, they, they need to get it done. Uh, look, I'm a I'm an ACC honk. I let my school Maryland go. I haven't paid attention to anything Maryland has done in in, in 10 years. Uh, so I'm all about the, what's good for the ACC is good for me, even if the ACC no longer exists in five years. Uh, Irish Rafael, managing editor of Warchant.com. Man, it was cool to catch up. I appreciate your time. Good luck on Sunday against the Tigers and that, uh, that down-home Southern coach, Brian Kelly, uh, who will <laughs> fake a Southern accent forever. Uh, be well, my friend. I'll talk to you soon. I appreciate it. Thanks for having me. This is the story of the one. As head of maintenance at a concert hall, he knows the show must always go on. That's why he works behind the scenes, ensuring every light is working, the HVAC is humming, and his facility shines. With Granger's supplies and solutions for every challenge he faces, plus 24-7 customer support, his venue never misses a beat. Call quickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done.